welcome to the Next Level Life podcast. I'm your host, Christine Corcoran, founder of Periscope Coaching, qualified business and life coach, eDisc profiler and speaker. The Next Level Life podcast is all about taking your life and business to the next level. Each episode is designed to open up your mind to a new perspective and inspire you to live your life with purpose and passion. Each week, I will endeavor to bring you a new episode with a thought, insight or interview with an inspiring thought leader or successful business owner to help you push past your fears and inspire your soul. Ready to get started? Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I am here today with the beautiful Kirsten Morrison. Hello, who clearly can't take herself or anything seriously today. Wow, this is how we spend our Easter long weekend. It's so yeah. funny because the beginning of the year on New Year's Day, we decided to record a podcast talking about how we created a year of growth and what our plans were for this year. And I thought it absolutely perfect to set us up for the next 90 days, the next three months, because I can't believe we're already at Easter that it's a really great opportunity for us to revisit, recalibrate, and to realign. Yeah, we clearly know how to rock it out on a public holiday. <laughs> Party animals. Right, I know, right? So, yeah, true entrepreneurs, yeah. time to create some content. Yeah. <laughs> so I really wanted to thank you for joining me today and to revisit basically where we're at for the first three months of the year. So tell me, how have the first three months for you been? Well, thank you for having me back. Clearly, we have a lot of fun together. So So the first three months of the year for me were a bit of a game changer, really. And um, my year really started in December, um, which actually I think I should just touch on is I think a real key component to having a game changing year is starting before January Mm, Um, plan ahead yeah plan plan ahead and have that intention um, and start how you mean to finish like come into the year with that energy and momentum rather than trying to create it on the 1st of January you know as if a miracle is going to occur and you know you're going to turn it all around so um, I think for me I basically I think last time I was on your podcast I was talking about a few of the personal development programs that I had Um, dove into last year and one of those was the bridge experience and extreme leadership with Preston Smiles and Alexi Panos um, who are absolute legends and uh, I would definitely not be where I am without their mentorship and guidance and I decided at the end of their extreme leadership program to jump into their three-month coaching program that followed on from that uh, called Integrate and essentially the premise of that program was to create a three-month vision and action it and I was a with how much was able to be created in a three-month period when you had a plan and intention and had aligned committed action that you had dates against to hold yourself accountable. Mm, Massive, right? And how good is accountability? Yeah. Well, a large part of that program was we had support coaches and an accountability group and an accountability buddy. So having that accountability and the support system in place to actually help you achieve your goals is sometimes I think hugely underestimated. It was, you know, one of the things that that kept me going when, you know, any of your self-doubts and fears came up, you had someone in your corner cheering for you or giving you, you know, the tough love that you needed in that moment Mm. to support you in creating that change for yourself. 
That's so true because often you can get to a point where you feel you're at a bit of a roadblock or you feel that a bit down yourself, maybe you've had a few knocks and you you know, you rely on yourself to pull yourself out, but when you actually have that extra support to pull you back out, to build a ladder, to be able to have open up a different perspective of what you're looking at and what's happening, to be able to look at things differently and, you know, what you might think is is the end of something is actually truly the beginning. So mm-hmm. I really love that you know, really being able to look at that mentorship as such support is, is beautiful. And I think it's something that we all really need in our lives. You know, I wish I had a, a health coach and a business coach and, you know, mm. every aspect of my life having a coach. And it's something that, um, you know, I'd love to support my clients with. And, and you're so right in having that someone on your side and to have that accountability in a regular really does help you to step up your game and just punch out those results. Yeah. Well, even when you consider, you know, the, the best athletes in the world or the best, you know, business or performance people in the world, all of them have coaches. And mm. it's because a coach can see a blind spot that you might not be aware of and can it can just be down to the smallest tweak to make in order to create that change. And not only that, you, you are held to the highest standard of yourself because, you know, they, they can see what maybe you sometimes downplay because it's so ingrained in you and it's who you are that sometimes, you know, you even overlook your abilities because they're so, you know, part of you that you don't even see them as a strength mm. or a gift. So in order to have some Or a weakness. To, yeah, to yeah. be able to point that out to you is powerful. So do you think... How do you feel about... Um, when you think about having that 90 day plan how did that actually set you up to create the results that you wanted to achieve or did you find that you kind of set achievable goals that maybe you could have achieved more or you could have achieved did you overestimate what you could achieve yeah no I definitely completely reached for the stars when I set my 30 day vision um basically the whole thing like scared the shit out of me if I'm going to be completely honest it was really going to stretch me out of my comfort zone every step of the way and I had no idea how I was going to really achieve it I was just like am I crazy like because basically you know how the how the 30-day vision was cast was we had an overarching one thing and basically mine was to declare and step into my coaching so month one my one thing for that month that I needed to achieve was to declare my coaching online and offer some pro bono sessions to build that that practice and month two was to run a five-day empowerment challenge which I executed um, which was my five days to empowerment uh, free challenge and then the last step was definitely by far the scariest which was to build create and launch my empowerment academy seven-week online Mm. program so essentially within a three-month period I had declared my coaching intentions and fully stepped into releasing a program which I'm now actually in week two of running so amazing right yeah, it's it massive was, yeah it, it was huge and I think sometimes you know it's either one or the other I find with some of my clients that I work with that sometimes it's they actually don't expect much from themselves mm. and they don't set big enough goals yeah. and they kind of go oh well I can do this and it's kind of like they know for sure that they could possibly do that but they don't want to step out of their comfort zone to achieve the next level and I am always one to challenge and go you know what I think you can do more Mm. and I think that there's more out there for you to achieve and your own ability will come from setting yourself goals and actually taking the action and achieving it Mm. and I love the fact that you've actually taken it to the next level and gone you know what 
no hold no holds barred mm. i'm going to go for the sky and reach for it and actually achieve that is massive so mm kudos to you for that thank you because I should make a note that I didn't just decide at the start of the vision that I wanted to be a coach this is something that's been in the works for a while but I hadn't actually taken the action to step in the game and my intention for those three months was to finally take action and actually get in the game of coaching Mm. and stop just talking about it and stop getting ready to be ready and just in that whole process you know just realizing that you will never be ready. When I got to the third month and I knew that I had to build and execute and announce and launch my seven week program, I was looking back on the first month when all I had to do was declare my intentions online and (laughs) offer offer a couple of free coaching sessions. I was like, man, that was so easy. But at that month, it was terrifying to take that first step. And, you know, I think that's so true to anything that we do is the more we step outside our comfort zone, we develop a new comfort zone. And Mm. by the time I got to month three, everything else seemed relatively simple and straightforward. But each action that I had taken to get there took a lot from me, you know, in order to step outside of my comfort zone and, you know, break out of that self-doubt and the fear and the failure and the procrastination. And when one of the parts of, of the three-month vision was to acknowledge our top three diminishes and what might come up for us in that process so we were ready for it. And, mm, you know, in each, in each month we had, you know, aligned, committed actions with, with dates beside it so that we had the small actionable steps to achieve those goals. So when you actually broke it down into really small actions that you had realistic dates beside by the time you actually got to do the one month overarching thing it was really easy and you know sometimes you can just knock that overarching one thing out of the way straight up and then everything else is a bonus Mm. yeah massive and I so agree with you really about breaking down those steps to make them feel achievable each smaller step that you make Mm. because when you have this one big thing and it's like scary as hell Mm. it's less likely you're going to take action towards it whereas if you do break it down and make them simpler steps it makes it much easier and I think it's really important to make sure that you are revisiting your goals and your why and your path on a regular because it's sometimes we can get so caught up in life and so caught up in being busy that you forget where your goals are at Mm. because I cannot believe that we're at the end of March. Like we're about to go into April. Mm. Like how did that happen? Yeah. (laughs) Like I just, I feel like for my beginning of my year, it has been go, 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 go that I feel like I did kind of get to a point where I really need to revisit and reevaluate and realign my goals because it's something that sometimes we can overestimate how much we can achieve in a small amount of time Mm. and just allowing yourself the patience to develop what you need to develop and sometimes you know I've got to be really careful of putting things out too soon Mm. because I am such an action taker that I'm always a doer. Like I've got to do, 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 do that. I've got to be aware of the quality Mm. because I really want to make sure that what I put out is really great and that I'm adding lots of value for my clients and my programs that I'm launching are really worthwhile, but really got to be careful of that perfectionism as well Mm. because we can often, you know, expect a lot from ourselves or not enough. Yeah. And I definitely am the complete opposite. I am a perfectionist to my last breath and can often sit on things too long, which was obviously the purpose of my three month vision. And, you know, I think it is definitely important, as you said, to re realign, recommit, renegotiate as you go along, because I would say 
I am a very stubborn Capricorn. And once I had cast my three month vision, I was like, I have to do this. And I didn't at any point really stop to renegotiate any of them, renegotiate dates, Mm. anything. And I was very rigid in my approach of, of getting that done because I really wanted to prove to myself that I could. And which is really, sorry to interrupt, Mm. but so interesting because I had an opposite reaction where I reevaluated and changed deadlines for myself because I felt that it wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't ready. It was more that I felt like I needed to put more into it and Mm. launch it at the right time Mm. because I felt that I was pressuring myself to get it done by a certain date Mm. rather than coming in with the quality. So I really did realign and and reevaluate that. And it's, the reason why I wanted to talk about that is because being aware that that's not a failure Mm. because you can, it's totally up to you what you decide that you want to develop and what you want to create and what you want to put out and when, and yes, it's being self-aware of recognizing, okay, am I actually holding myself back? Am I, you know, waiting to be ready Mm. or am I actually just doing because it's something that needs to be done? Yeah. Like, Sometimes I'm and can be often a person who takes the action no matter what without really putting in-depth thought into it and making sure that it is of quality. So um, it's something, you know, and I'm sure it's of quality, but it's something mm. that, you know, at the standard that I want it to be at. So being able to be aware of, you know, am I putting this out because I said to myself, I'm trying to hold my own word and said mm. to myself by this date I would have this out or am I actually really happy with what I'm putting out? Yeah. And, you know, I think there's obviously always room for improvement, but I, you know, do on reflection, you know, when I cast my next three month vision, I will be much more open to renegotiating because, you know, I did learn a lot through that process of being very rigid in, in getting, um, everything done. I was very much in the do line and not much in the B line. So I sort of got to the end of the three months and although I had achieved a lot, um, it was pretty questionable about whether I actually enjoyed that experience. And, Mm. you know, that was something I definitely did not take enough time to celebrate my wins across those three months um, because I was constantly looking at the next aligned committed action I needed to take and making sure I was on top of the dates and all those sort of things. So I think um, being a little bit more flexible in your approach, um, you know, I would have probably pushed a few things out, um, not by very much, but enough that it would have made a lot more sense um, Mm. because when I casted the three-month vision at the start, Um, I hadn't really necessarily been in this game before. So I think as you learn, you you know, you are completely within your rights to renegotiate and recommit what that looks like for you. Mm. And so what do you feel over the last three or four months, I should say, because you talked a little bit about starting in December, what do you feel is one of being one of your most proudest moments? Definitely actually like in the process of executing the, the, the program, I, and yeah, in absolute disbelief that in, in some ways that I actually did it and I'm here and it's here. Um, so I'm definitely, you know, extremely proud of that because it's something I've been talking about for a long time, but to actually be living the, the dream that I've had in my head for quite some time now is a completely different story. And that's a whole other conversation and process, but, um, you know, it's, it's very different being in the game Mm. than, 
thinking about it, dreaming about it, planning for it, because, you know, even through the process of executing this program, I'm learning so much, you know, without, about myself, but also about what works, what doesn't work, um, you know, what I would maybe want to do differently next time, what I'm loving about what's happening this time. And, that's you know, it. it's all information and feedback, you yeah. know, like, and I think that's something that I learned from one of my first programs was there was so much that I thought i meticulously planned out every aspect of the program and then afterwards was like okay cool I've done that I'm gonna change the whole thing now yeah exactly (laughs) and it's really fascinating to really see that and go okay so what did my clients get out of it what was the best part what could I flesh out that would be better what was the you know the one thing that I really wanted them to walk away with there's there's so Mm. much that you learn from that and without have taking that action would never have learned any of that no so what do you think was probably the most challenging creating your program creating the program specifically or over the three months over the three months um probably just every time i think i got to the one thing that the one month required because they were all to me such huge steps that were going to require so much for me to step outside my comfort zone um was just really taking that step and you know like we said before having that mentorship and guidance and that support behind me in those moments where I was like oh, holy shit guys this week is this what I'm doing you know um was really really vital so definitely the most challenging thing was those three overarching one month things because yeah they they were really 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 big deal for me and each of them required me to level up in a powerful way and I was butting up against all of my stories all of my limiting beliefs um you know ego came into play all of those sort of things so just so was it the actual taking the action was it the putting it out there and being judged was it the feedback was it the like what aspect of it was the was the hardest yeah, it was definitely just huge amounts of fear of will this work? Am I ready? And, you know, like definitely that, that fear of judgment for sure. Um, you know, and, and, and feeling like, you know, I think it was just that under, underlying thing, you know, that not enough story. You know, am I, you know, qualified to do this? Am I ready to do this? Um, yeah, it was probably, yeah, just all of those sort of things. It was just that, that real fear of like, holy shit, I can't actually believe that I'm now doing this. It's it's very easy and exciting to talk about your plans and mm. what you want to do, but when you're actually doing them is a whole nother yeah. story. And what do you feel you learnt through that? That you can do whatever you put your mind to, you know, and just that the amount of things I proved myself wrong over in the last three months alone has been probably more than I have ever done in my entire life. And, you know, last year was a big year for me, but, you know, the action that I've taken in these last three months is, is huge. And it's, and it's changed me as a person and, and to a noticeable extent, you know, I, at the people that obviously went through that program with me and, you know, the feedback that I'm receiving now in the way that I'm showing up is, you know, everyone is just like, look how far you've come. Like, Mm. you know, it's so visible in your energy, in your face, in your eyes, in the way you speak, in the way you deliver everything. It's just because that layer of, of belief was added in there. And that's something that I never had before. And it's something that I'm still working on for sure. It's, you know, that's part of my Mm. evolving journey, but What's one of your limiting beliefs that you had come up that you challenged yourself to overcome? I'm not enough and I'm not ready. Okay, awesome. And how did you go about overcoming that? Basically just... Not that we ever overcome. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah, basically just knowing and and bringing it back to my why and knowing that I wasn't creating this for myself and getting outside of that looking good and yeah, that looking good mask and worrying about what other people would think of me and just being super aware that it wasn't really about me. It didn't matter if people thought I looked ridiculous, etc. that I wasn't doing it for anyone except for the people that I was here to serve and that I was going to create an impact through what I was going to be doing and that the right people would come to me um, for what they needed in that moment. And, you know, it was just really about taking that outside myself and realizing that it wasn't about me and yeah, really having that emotive why. Mm. So powerful because I think, you know, we can often uncover our limiting beliefs and then not necessarily know how to overcome them. Mm. And they, because they've been playing out for us for so many years, it's really difficult to sometimes overcome. Yet exactly what you just did and what you just talked about is how you overcame it was finding the evidence to prove yourself wrong. Yeah. Because a limiting belief is basically you have enough evidence to prove that thought to be true to yourself. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily actually mean that it is true. Mm. And I just love the concept of, or even just the conversation around what's true. Mm. Because what's true to you is different to what's true to me and what's true to the next person and the next Mm. person, you know? And it's something that what makes it true yeah who at what point said that was true Mm. you know and it's interesting because for someone to feel like there is truth to the words they have gathered enough evidence for themselves to believe that that is true yeah and i love that i think it's fascinating and it's something that i'm always curious about is is finding ways to overcome and to prove yourself wrong Mm. and that literally is finding enough evidence and you literally by that process of how you talked about it is literally finding the evidence to prove that aspect of yourself wrong yeah and every single time obviously that I achieved the one month vision I was like oh okay well I can do that okay let's Mm. move on to that next month and like I you know have said a few times that having that accountability and support was huge because in those moments where you would get right up to the brink of taking that leap having someone there you know when you would say oh actually I don't know if I'm ready I'm not sure you know what do you think you know just having that reminder like you are ready Mm. just take that jump that's it when you have someone outside of you that has 150% belief in you Mm. changes your own identity for yourself as well because it's like well if it's almost like I often say to my clients just borrow my confidence Mm. you can have my confidence and just run with that because I believe 150% that mm. you can do this. I can see it in you mm. already to just believe in it. Yeah. Can and I have some too? <laughs> can totally take my confidence yeah. and run with it. Yeah. I love it. So it's, you know, it's fascinating to me because we can often hold ourselves back based on who mm. we believe we are, mm. what we believe we can achieve, mm. what we believe is to be true for our past, you know, and we often allow that to be truth mm. for us. Yet when you go through such a massive change like that and you have accountability and you have someone holding you to a standard, Mm. it changes your own identity of who you believe you are. Yeah. And I'm always a firm believer of, you know, being aware of what you, what words you place after the words I am, Mm. because that is your identity and what you true to believe, you know, I am this person or I am that I am anxious. I am depressed. I am, you know, whatever it might be for you, you're allowing 
you're almost reminding yourself that that's what you are and mm. your brain will find evidence to prove that right. Mm. So just being aware of what words you're using after that. But I love how you've talked about that because it is literally an identity shift. Yeah. Right? You've Absolutely. changed what you believe to be true about who you are as a person. Yeah. And, you know, even the things that I guess that I have planned out for the rest of the year, uh, you know, going to, you know, make the announcing the program easy, all those sort of things, like every every step of the way is going to be shattering an old identity and stepping into a new one. So Walking on fire, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, one of the biggest things that I've probably started to unravel is actually just enjoying that process mm. and um, changing my relationship with the fear of failure because for so long that was what prevented me from stepping in the game was because I would see where I was, see the finish line and would get so caught up in the fear that I wouldn't even cross the start line. Mm. And, you know, I think that's the game that most of us end up playing is because we, you know, don't understand how we're going to bridge that gap and the fear creeps in and we decide not to take the first step. And I think across the, you know, last year, we'll say, but particularly the last three months, you know, there's been a lot of things that previously I would have deemed to be such a failure that I wouldn't have continued on. But, you know, I think just realizing now that everything, like you said, is feedback and it's an opportunity to grow and tweak and taking the expectation of myself off the table to be, you know, Tony Robbins today (laughs) has been huge because, you know, these people have been doing it for decades and, you know, I'm just at the start of my journey. It doesn't mean that I won't get there, but, you know, I just have to appreciate where I'm at now and, and, you know, keep going because Mm -hmm. the only way that I'm going to, you know, become my vision and embody that is by taking the action. Yeah. And just being gentle with yourself and recognizing how far you've come is a huge leap as well Mm. because we can often be focused on what's next and what's next and what's next and not allowing ourselves to actually really be proud of what we've achieved and celebrate what we've achieved so is there something that you do to celebrate your goals yeah I think that is somewhere that I could definitely use a lot of improvement if I'm if I'm honest Um, especially like I was saying I got really stuck in the in the to-do line and not so much in the to be line and um yeah I would definitely say that celebrating my wins are something that I definitely need to and get to keep Mm. keep working on because um yeah it's not something that I do often enough um or if it if I do it's it's often very fleeting and yeah I think it's so important because the reason why I want to talk about this is because we talked a little bit um before we jumped on the podcast about recognizing like there was a time last year when you I think we might have even talked about this in the first podcast of where you were in one of your personal development programs and you had a moment of actually experiencing joy yeah you had a moment of experiencing what true happiness was Mm. and it's so important to rewire your brain to feel that on a Mm. regular basis yeah and everyone does it some you know in a different way but it's really important and I'm reading a book by Brendan Bouchard at the moment and he talks about bringing the joy Mm. so and he sets an alarm on his phone at regular intervals throughout the day to go just bring the joy because you can bring joy to any moment in your life and it's important that we why your brain for happiness Mm. because we're so prone to negativity and we're so prone to be on the downer you know like even connection people connect 
by feeling like crap. Like mm. you sit, like I love using this analogy, right? So you stand in a line, if you're in a line at the post office or a line wherever, and you sit, turn to someone and said, hi, how are you going? Having a great day? They would look at you like a crazy person. <laughs> but if you turned to them and said, oh my God, this line, isn't it shocking? Mm. They're like, yeah, it is. And you have this connection. It is, mm. I just, it's mind blowing, right? I just think it's ridiculous that human beings need to connect on that negativity level. But if you start to, and even the way that we talk with our language, right? If I asked you to come up with a list of words for negativity, negative mm. words, you could come up with a freaking long list. Mm. And I know we talked about this in my podcast recently, but really rewiring your brain for joy is a really important part and it's something that I think everyone should do on a regular basis because when you start to and I feel like I've had a different relationship with this in probably the last three months as well because it's something that I've been working on to really look at how I can experience joy and happiness because that's where the abundance vibration lives exactly yeah so if you can continuously bring yourself up to that abundance level it's something that changes in life and energy, mm. the way the energy changes around you. And I'm so excited about this because recently it's been so funny that I've been working on this and crazy things have been happening yeah. in the way that I've had abundance just come into my life. Mm. Like I had a ticket to an event, a three-day event that was worth $360 just gifted to me. I had like money just come back into my life by some way, form or I could never have imagined Mm. that it just would come back into my life like that. And I'm not talking like thousands and thousands of dollars, but just like little bits and pieces. Like I had a, um, went and had breakfast with a friend at this coffee shop and, um, was just, you know, on a really, on a, on a high, I was in a really good mood and literally they stuffed up my order and I was like, yeah, hey, whatever. It's like, no problem. Um, and then she was so apologetic. She came back and she refunded me all my money for breakfast. Oh my God. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. Mm. Like that's, and she's like, oh no, 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 absolutely not. Please take it. And I'm mm. like, just got a free breakfast. Like that is abundance. Mm. And then when you have people come into your life that are abundantly rich in their energy, like I think that is true abundance. Mm. So I got off a bit of a tangent. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I think like to loop it back, I think, you know, in celebrating those wins, you're training yourself to look for success because Mm. if you don't allow yourself to experience that joy and success, then, you know, what is the reward? Our brain's always looking for a reward for the behavior to continue. Mm. And if you're not celebrating your wins, then there's no... The reward is the negativity. Yeah. The reward is feeling crap. The reward is staying small. It's staying in your comfort zone. It's staying in what has always worked in the past for you to receive that that Mm. reward. So, um, but yeah, in regards to that um, abundance mindset, I think like, you know, my next three month vision is because I was so in the, in the do line and the, the hustle was now to really step back, step back and step into more, alignment and flow because I think that when you know I think a lot of us you know especially in today's society we're so enamored by the hustle but the hustle is hard it's an uphill battle and it doesn't have to be yeah flow is is effortless though and you know I think that was one of the things with the last three months is sort of towards the end I was kind of like burnt out a little bit because I'd just been like going at it without the joy and Uh, I was really inspired by one of the other girls in our program and her whole three month vision was about finding her soul's alignment and soul's calling. And she was by the end vibrating at such a frequency that, you know, just the most miraculous things were happening to her and she was getting so many opportunities and making so much headway in her business 
without the same effort mm. that I was and the stress that I was experiencing I've had through, the same through thing doing that. in the last so, three weeks, just the crazy things that yeah. different connections I've made, the different um, things that just pop up and someone's like, oh, hey, can you just speak at this event? I'm like, mm. sure. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, hey, can you just run this workshop and I'll pay you this? And I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, seriously, it's it's quite amazing. And it was something that I remember listening to a podcast with Peter Kelly mm. and she was talking a lot about abundance and um, understanding your money story and really going through and I really just started to do some really hardcore work on that mm. and it's just changed the way that I look at abundance but also to how our energy is our choice and it's mm. our responsibility mm. how we show up and the energy that we bring to each interaction is our choice mm. and if you are choosing to feel mediocre if you're choosing to feel tired and run down then you know that's your choice mm. and it's up to you whether you decide to push through it or whether you take time out and obviously you know if, if obviously if you need to take care of your body and the food and your energy then that's important to you too but mm. if you're just on a regular feeling like crap or on a regular having this whole mindset of i'm so tired i'm so tired because it's that's to be honest people walk around that's their life it's really important to go you know what do you really want to live like that yeah because you don't have to mm. it's you're choosing to yeah. And I think, you know, bringing up Peter Kelly, you know, obviously most people out there are probably reading her amazing book at the moment. Um, you know, one of the things obviously she talks about in there is unkinking your hose. And that's part of my next three months vision is that alignment, but also unkinking your hose. Because like you said, where you choose that you choose your energy, you also choose how you spend that energy. And, you know, for me, I think, you know, there was there's quite a few places in my life that I now unkinking my hose around where I have been investing a lot of time into things that don't necessarily bring me joy or that don't work for me anymore, don't resonate for me anymore. And in shifting some of those things out and stepping into alignment and creating some space around, you know, what does work for me now, you know, I have really stepped up in my vibration in the coming weeks and similar to you have experienced, you know, that magnetism for what I do want. Mm. And it's been really powerful to, you know, the more you step into joy and the more you step in to flow, the more you attract and the easier it gets. And, you know, I love Peter's question that she keeps posting is how can it get any better than yeah, this? You know, I love that. It's so true, you know, like we, you know, really do have a choice. And, mm. you know, I, that's definitely sort of where I'm at now is, you know, really dropping into that B and that flow state and just really seeing what I can create from this mm. space because I've definitely been like a serial hustler and a to-do lister yeah, yeah <laughs> totally right and we can get into those moments so how what ideas do you have on how to raise your vibration definitely play you know I think that's something that's so underestimated as adults and, and in mm. this society but you know part of your work part of your mission part of your vision has got to be played like it is just as important as anything else that you will do because from that space of enjoyment and joy you are able to create so much more. So mm. really carving that time out and sched literally scheduling time for play and to be stupid and silly and, you know, go on the swing set or, you know, just do whatever you want to do. Shift shift that state for yourself where, you you know, you, you're laughing so hard mm. or, you know, and, and have at least one moment like that every single day. Mm. Love that. And I think just moving also to like my favorite thing at the moment is dancing, mm. uh, even in my car, like pumping the music so loud and dancing and not giving a crap what people think about yeah. on the outside and like I was sitting at a set of lights the other day and I'm like so 
loving Dua Lipa's new album and um, was like bumping one of her songs and was like dancing in my car and these two guys were at like the, at the stop sign like on their bikes or whatever mm. about to cross and they're just like I could see them talking about me they're like laughing and like trying yeah. not to look at me I'm like I don't care yeah. but if I've made them laugh then I've actually probably you know made their day more enjoyable yeah. so I really don't care but just moving the energy around yeah. I think that's one that's really important and you know I found that I was getting a little bit stagnant in my office not long ago so I changed the whole office around mm. and just that movement of energy changing of the way that your house is and your environment every aspect of your environment but also moving your body really helps as well um other than you know eating well drinking water Mm. bringing the joy like you know finding laughter and don't deny yourself what you enjoy either like you know take like the gym for example if you don't like the gym don't go to the gym like Mm. go rock climbing go swimming try learn surfing like do something but like you know i think too many of us you know myself included really do what we think we have to do and what's Mm. expected of us um and you know sometimes we forget that you know and that's a post that i did this week is that we get to choose what it looks like for us because sometimes you know you don't even realize that it's not the not your choice it's not your story that you're you know you've taken on as your own Mm. yeah that's really true and i think it's sometimes you kind of just need to pull yourself back a bit and go hang on what am i hustling for Mm. and is the hustling getting me where i want to go or am I just hustling because hustling is the thing? Yeah. And also, yeah, again, like, you know, that, that, that choice. Like, I think, you know, I, you know, always remind the people around me, and it's something that has really evolved for me in the past year, is creating your own story, you know. And, and I've watched, you know, some really powerful women in, in this personal development space carve out their own story and not even even around motherhood like you know and the, and the birthing process is creating their own story around what that's going to look like for them and um you know just really being aware that despite how it's always worked or how it might have worked for everyone else or what your parents suggest it might look like or what your friends say works and what doesn't work like we really get to write our own story and what that looks like for us regardless of what anyone says or what's worked in the past and you know make it true for you like mm. what, whatever you want it to look like really craft a, a script for yourself and and make it what you want it to look like you know and if you're sitting here waiting for permission from someone then i know give you that, permission no. <laughs> yeah i give you permission you can go and do it please do it the world needs you to do it yeah. but it's interesting because i had a, a story you know playing around with my in my head about what other people will think Right. Mm. And when I, I remember listening to, oh, I think it was Gary V mm. and he was talking about a similar thing, you know, if you're waiting for permission, just go and do it. I gave you permission. But then he talked a little bit about how, if it's someone in particular that you're concerned with seeing what you're putting out there, or if you're, um, worried about someone's judgment, work out, is it a collective judgment or is it actually one person? Mm. And if it's one person, then I challenge you to go find that one person and tell them exactly what you're intending to do Mm. and make sure that, you know, you speak directly to them and get their feedback because Mm. I guarantee you it's probably not going to be what you think it's going to be. And that really resonated with me because I had this story playing out in my head about what it would mean to go out in business on my own and to what my my parents would think about that and and specifically my father. And you know, it was interesting because I had that playing out knowing that he's actually like technically an entrepreneur as well. And he has run his own business his whole entire life. And I know that 
I, I had all these thoughts playing out in my head about what he would think of me doing that because I know that he wanted me to pursue corporate, you know, up the corporate ladder, whatnot. Because he had always commented on, you know, what's the next promotion you're going to get? You're going to take your boss's job next. Like, what's next for you, you know? And was constantly driving me to achieve more and more and more. And yet, when I went out on my own, it was that one person that I was waiting for the permission from. Mm. And it was that one person I was really worried about the judgment to come from. And then when I actually got the guts up to tell him this is what I was doing, not only was he extremely proud, but he was actually, like, I don't even know the word, but he was some of the words that he used around the fact that I was a go-getter and it was actually going out and doing what I wanted to do. Like that blew my mind Mm. because coming from his generation is that's different, right? Mm. So that older generation of, you know, just do your job, you work for someone else, you do what they're supposed to do. Like you can hear my dad's voice coming out. (laughs) Um, But really being aware of, okay, so it's actually not possibly even what you think it's going to be. Mm. Um, and that judgment may not even be there. So, yeah, I'll tell you what has been probably the biggest breakthrough and game changer for me across my entire journey so far has been letting go of the need for approval and validation from the people I admire. And that was a huge, huge, huge learning that I have received in the last three or four months. And I now recognize it as probably the number one thing that was holding me back because I was showing up in a way that was uh, almost not calculated, but in, in an attempt to make sure that someone would tell me what I was doing was enough or that what Mm. I was doing was good. And it was definitely select people that I was looking for that approval and validation from, but it was almost like if I didn't get it, I still wasn't doing enough, that it still wasn't worth it for me. And, um, you know, there was actually, you know, an experience in the last few months where, uh, you know, not only did I not really receive the validation, I almost got in my eyes, yeah, a bit bit of rejection, you know, from, from someone that I had admired. And that was huge for me because, you know, it was like a huge blow because it was like my worst fear in my eyes had been actualized. Like what, like I didn't get the approval of the person that I was chasing, you know, and, and then, you know, after the dust had settled from, from that experience, I was sort of like, oh, okay. And I didn't die. And that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And why have I actually been doing this, you know, for so long? Mm. And it was such a powerful awareness for me because it made me really aware of where I was still holding so much fear around waiting for somebody to tell me that mm. I had and done that enough. Yeah, that pressure, oh God, that you know, just to- yeah. And it was sort of like, okay, you know, I'm going to have to like, you know, show up and do this and that and that to get this, you know, approval and validations, you know, whatever. And when I finally let that go, I was just able to breathe. And it really, really, really has shifted everything that I do now because I just don't have that same attachment to it Mm. anymore. And I can just show up as myself. And I think a huge part of that was placing people on a pedestal and really worrying what those people would think of me. And And that's been fascinating, I think, for both of us recognizing in the last couple of months that we, those people that we do put on pedestals, they're just human. Yeah. And they have faults just the way that we have faults. Yeah. And we have different strengths and weaknesses and so do they. Exactly. And, you know, and now I think I, I see everybody 
more as equals regardless of where they are in their journey regardless of who they are it's just that they've been in the game longer and you know they've you know amassed more experience perhaps um but it doesn't make me less qualified it doesn't make me less of a person just because i'm not quite there yet so exactly. that has definitely been by far the the biggest game changer for me was yeah really letting go of that that attachment to uh, what the people that I had mm. placed on a pedestal thought because and it taking them get, off a pedestal. It doesn't get you anywhere. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, and half the time when you end up, you've, you end up there and you've achieved what you expected them to give you the validation for, was probably not even what you wanted for yourself. No. Like, and, the, and the thing that is really important to, you know, probably mention as well is that even when I did get the validation from the people that I was looking for it from, it was so fleeting because ultimately it doesn't matter what anybody thinks is good enough because it's all objective to mm. what they believe it looks like, success looks like. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, I realized that if I didn't ever think it was going to be good enough, then it was never going to be fucking good enough. Mm. So enabling me to take my own power back in that way and that I controlled when it was good enough and what I had done was enough was enormous because you know it allowed me to be a little bit more human and recognize that it was okay for it to be an evolving journey that mm. I didn't have to show up and be perfect and get it right in order to receive my gold star and I love that because even then if there was judgment it didn't matter no because it was like well I'm totally fine with it yeah. and I'm fine with who I am as a person and mm. what you say or what what is going to come from this is actually like it's not even any of my business yeah does not matter at all no. love that okay cool awesome wow okay so tell me what's happening for you for this year and what are you excited about so like i said my next three months is really all about alignment and unkinking the hose and really figuring out exactly what my soul is asking of me i think is my biggest question that i'm sitting in at the moment and moving forward i mean you and i have a few exciting pro uh, little little things on the go so i'm um, looking at doing more events and stepping into an uh, actual physical space with people more um definitely running another round of my seven week program which will look very different um i think at the end of the year uh mainly because i you know i'm in the process of completing you know a few other little qualifications and adding to my tool belt so you know by the time the next round comes along it'll probably be amplified even more yeah. and you know i think you know one thing that has definitely been really calling me that i feel will probably start happening towards the end of the year is something around a retreat or something of that nature um i'm really really fascinated with i think you know i've done uh, a lot of different work across different modalities but i think that i'm really interested in diving into some of the more energetic sort of body work so um looking cool. at how that can play out and yeah working with people in a space awesome uh is there anything that you're listening to or reading at the moment that you'd love to share well, definitely Earth is Hiring. I'm, I'm obsessed with audiobooks at the moment because I have so much time in the car. So, um, yeah, audiobooks have been a bit of a game changer for me. And, by, Peter, and by Peter By Kelly. Peter Kelly, yeah. So that has been definitely so on point with my alignment as well. So um, I'm waiting for a hard copy. Yes, I, feel, I, feel, I definitely want to buy a hard copy because hard I've heard copy. about these stick figures, so I really want them. But um, the other audiobook that I was sort of, Oh, the two audiobooks, sorry, that I was jumping in and out of as well um, on my drive was The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown. 
and also the five second rule by um, Mel Robbins. So nice. They yeah were definitely definitely all still on the go, but yeah, loving loving them. Yeah, love Mel Robbins. She's great. Yeah. Um, awesome. Is there anything in regards to what you've covered in the last three months? What advice you would give to someone who is starting out? They're going to start their own ninety day plan mm-hmm. uh, or ninety day ninety day goals. What would you say? is important or what advice would you give them starting out? So I think really creating the one thing, you know, and around what that um, looks like for you, what that main one thing is that you want to achieve. Um, Because basically if you achieve that, everything else is a bonus. So even just knowing that you have one particular goal, that if you achieve that, it would really propel you along in your vision is super powerful. But then really taking the time to bring it back to those more aligned committed actions and taking those little small steps and having those dates next to them but accountability you know and if you you know don't necessarily you know have a tribe or you haven't found those people that you know you can necessarily do that for you know that's that's the great thing about you know the online space and you know I think even just get in touch with you know either you or myself and you know we can probably point you in the right direction of some Facebook groups that you know you can join and and get that Mm. accountability to really declare what you're up to because once it's out there you you, you're going to make it happen Mm, awesome beautiful thank you Mm. so much this has been fun yeah so anything else that you would like to say before we finish off the end of this podcast oh um i think just don't be afraid to like i said choose your own story and really listen to your intuition you know that's something that you know I've really been working on doing lately and definitely across the last few year the year and I think that a large part of I think following your your intuition is you know sometimes you know whether you know you have a strong relationship with your intuition or not you'll have those little thoughts pop in or you'll have a little burst or an idea that will come to you and I think really taking action on that is enormous to not only build that trust with yourself but also to propel your intuition to keep coming through stronger and stronger and stronger is when you actually listen Mm. to that little voice rather than push it away because the more you push it away the smaller you know the intuition is and that connection that you have with it is so that's so true yeah it's like a muscle yeah yeah, you've got to exercise it and i think it's something that we often you know for whatever reason don't listen to it yeah and when you really do tap into it and it's not this woo-woo crap it's just <sighs> literally like a gut feeling of yeah i want to do that yeah or oh that sounds fun or yeah. maybe that might be exciting like yeah or it might be holy shit that might be scary yeah you know tap into that and actually flesh it out and, mm. and take some action towards it and see if it's something that you want and I think it's something where, you know, you have all these different ideas come your way and it's something that I've been playing with lately and really thinking about, okay, I don't necessarily have to run with every idea that I get, Mm. but it's important to me that I write them down and Mm. flesh it out and decide if it is something that I want to go down that path because uh, it was like two weeks, last week, the week before, I was lying in bed trying to sleep and literally just kept getting all these massive downloads. Yes, of, and I got many messages from you. <laughs> oh, I think I sent you God, I don't yeah. know how many. And then there was um, our friend that was also online at like 2 o'clock in the morning yeah. and ended up talking to her because yeah. I had all these crazy ideas and I just kept getting these constant downloads and I just had mm. to get up and write it down because I 
couldn't sleep. Like yeah. physically, I was so excited. And I kept jumping up and going, oh my mm. God, okay, universe, I'm listening. Yeah. I am listening. And now that I've had time to flesh them out, so many freaking awesome ideas that I cannot wait to put into play. But some of them that I was like, oh yeah, cool. I get that. But I wasn't really feeling it hardcore. Mm. So just being recognizing that even though the idea comes your way, and that burst of intuition comes your way, flesh it out and give it the respect mm. and give it the time and the love to actually see if it is something that it will work for you or decide that, you know what, it's time you can move on. Like yeah. you can kind of let it go. Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing that I've definitely, you know, learned and someone really articulated this great to me, and I'm definitely not going to do it justice when I explain <laughs> it, but basically that, you know, when an idea taps you on the shoulder or the universe presents this idea to you if you don't act on it and you don't birth it into the world you know peter kelly talks a little bit about this in her book about you know receiving that you know chief entity if you don't utilize that idea it will eventually go to someone else you know the tap Mm. will get louder and louder and louder but if you continue to ignore it that idea will go to someone else and i actually got um the intuitive hit to have a seven-week program in meditation probably in like april last year and i just was like okay cool i'm gonna do a seven-week program i don't know what on and then I just sat in that, I don't know what it's going to be on. And, you know, I kept saying, I'm going to do a seven-week program. I don't know what it's on. I don't know what it's on. I don't know what it's on. And I just kind of like left it in the background for so long and didn't really even investigate what I could possibly be passionate about creating it. And then lo and behold, as soon as I went to release my seven-week program, there's like three other people that I know in a small circle releasing six or seven-week programs. Whereas if I had have just acted on it mm. at the time that I, you know, intuitively wanted to do it, you know, maybe, you know, it, se- it seemed like that idea had gone to, you know, yeah, a few people. So, someone else. Yeah. And the i read that book the uh, big magic yeah by oh what's her name i'll put it in the show notes because yep. i can't remember right now but similar right mm. and it talks a lot about that birthing the ideas when they come your way and knowing that they're going to pass pass you by if you don't if you don't grab them and you do see it you know you like you have this great idea then someone else takes it and runs with it you know mm. so um but anyway i think that's yeah definitely yeah. something that worth spending the time to flesh out your ideas and put some action towards them because they have come to you for a reason and you have the responsibility to follow that through and every time that you avoid that thought or every time that you push it down and push it away because you think you can't do it or you think someone else has already Mm. done it you know those are the times where you're shutting off your intuition but you're also shutting down your soul's purpose yeah and that's where you know things can spiral out of control and we all have that one person in our lives that you know what they would be great at and you know what they Mm. really should do but they just keep telling themselves they shouldn't or they keep telling themselves another story on the reasons why that it can't work Mm. don't be that person Mm. please just follow that intuition and follow your purpose and really really flesh it out and make it happen because Mm. What else are you here for? We're not here yeah. to work nine to five, hating our freaking lives. Mm. Like follow your passion and have some fun and bring the joy. Yeah. I always think like what would have happened if, you know, Oprah decided that she would listen to the feedback. She wasn't fit for television or Steve Jobs, you know, quit when he got fired from his own company. There's all those things like, know, right? you know, just, just knowing that, you know, you have no idea where this is going to take you. So um, and that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. But freaking follow it. Yeah, <laughs> may as well try. You know, you hear, you've got you know one one chance to make the most of this life. And you know, mm. I think you know one of my friends did a Facebook live the other night, and it was entitled "You Will Die." Make the most <laughs> of it. You know, and it's true. You know, it's a little bit morbid, but it's true. So like, why not play all out? You know, yeah. what what have you got to lose? Like, we already know the destination, so we may as well like leave our mark. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
Love so, it. So um, one thing just quickly on the one thing, <laughs> there is actually a book that expands out on that and it's called The One Thing by Gary Keller. So yeah, if people are sort of interested in, in looking more at their one thing for the month or their three month vision, that book will really expand out on it. Elizabeth Gilbert is who wrote Big Magic. Yes, she that's wrote right. Eat, Pray, yeah. Love. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's done an amazing TED talk on hummingbirds versus woodpeckers as well. Oh, random! Have not seen that. Yeah. We'll have to check that out. Oh my yeah. goodness, how much <laughs> to put in the show, the show notes? notes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope you have enjoyed today's episode, listening to our ramblings. <laughs> yeah. um, it's always fun to catch up with you. So, so, thank you so much for joining me today, Kirsten. Thank you for having me back. My pleasure. I'm sure it will happen again. Um, I hope you can listen out for next week's episode. I have an interview with Shah Moore, who is the founder and CEO of YMAG. So lots of fun all about finding your why. So definitely tune in for that one. Have an amazing week and I hope you've had a beautiful Easter. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.